Stanford Steve and the Bear podcast is presented by DraftKings, America's top-rated daily fantasy app. The underdog is howling. This is Stanford Steve and the Bear. Ah, yes. A home team getting points. What's better than that? Week 16? Bears that are you with her. You're the, sure. you're the researcher, is it? Sure. I don't Whatever. know. Sure. The never-ending season. I'll tell you who really wants the season to end. That committee that gets together down in Texas. Woo, did they have people going last night. Um, yeah? Yeah. Yeah. I mean, let's start outside the top ten, okay? And we'll, we'll move okay. down. Mm-hmm. Let's see. Are they properly rated? Ranked, I should say. They shouldn't be ranked any higher. I'll put it to you that way. Okay. Because of that metric that measures game control? Because of the my own two eyes? Because of the offensive and defensive efficiency metrics? Because of knowing the teams that they played haven't been very good? Everything. I think people like the knee-jerk reality, oh, they're five and zero. Oh, when you, Ohio State's five and zero, oh, and why is USC so far behind? Like, like there's there's nothing comparable there. You can't tell me USC is like close to a top ten team in performance wise. There's no way. Okay. What about the idea of winning games? Good. That's the goal. The goal okay. is to win games. Ohio State. Back with Mr. Claret. Can we go back and check their game control statistics? There were some ugly wins on that schedule. They had an elite defense and a ton of NFL players on that team. And they had good wins during the year over good teams. Okay. All right. USC has a minimum in rank. They haven't lost, though. Okay. No, 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 they have. That's correct. They have not lost. So instead of worrying about who we beat, why can't we lose? Look at who we lost to, as a barometer. I, I think you do when you're looking at teams that are that are comparable in terms of performance. I think that, that that's fair. Okay, but you can't tell me you think this team is a top ten team. I think they should be in the top ten. I will say that they haven't lost. They have elite talent at wide receiver position. Okay, let's move up. That's USC. Should Coastal be ranked behind Indiana? Coastal shouldn't be ranked behind Cincinnati. Okay, there we go. All right. What else do they have to do? Is it just because they are in that conference, which the committee just doesn't seem even – how do I say this? They shouldn't even be in the same – Yeah, like they shouldn't be in the same paragraph – as SEC, you don't even need to go like compare SEC. I take Coastal, Coastal, Appalachian State, and Louisiana, the top three teams in the Sun Belt, ahead of the top three teams from from the American. I think if you look at the resume that Coastal has put together, the, the two wins over BYU and and Louisiana, I think are better than anything that. Cincinnati's done, and then you factor in a win over Appalachian State. I know Kansas is terrible. It's still a Power Five win that you got to give them okay. a, a little bit. Okay, they they played a Power Five team, and went on the road, beat the crap out of them. Mm-hmm. Like, I, I don't know. And like, if you look at the efficiency metrics, like Coastal's offense is better than Cincinnati. Cincinnati's defense is better. Uh, Coastal has a slightly better strength of schedule. It's essentially the same. Mm-hmm. Like. I don't get why it's this like foregone conclusion that Cincinnati should automatically be ranked uh, higher than Coastal. Should Coastal be ranked higher than the eighth team from Athens? Um, no, because Georgia's, Georgia's better. I think there's a clear difference there that Georgia's. I, th- I think Georgia is clearly a better team. Who Georgia beat? I think Coastal would struggle mightily offensively against Georgia. Okay. Who Georgia beat? The best win's probably what? Auburn? It's probably their best win, I would say. They lost Alabama and they lost to Florida. That's 
That, that, that's hmm? really what they, that's what their schedule had been going into the year. Everybody kind of knew that their season was going to be dictated on how they did against Alabama and uh, in Florida. But that's what I don't get. Like they they have two losses. I, I understand mm-hmm. they had to play those two teams. But then when it goes to Coastal and Georgia, the conversation goes to, well, I just think Georgia would beat them. If Co- if Coastal had to play Alabama and Florida, would Coastal have two losses? I think they could beat Florida. I don't think they'd stop Florida, but why not? I don't. Th- they would. Boise stop State beat I- beat Oklahoma in a Fiesta Bowl. Yeah. Nobody thought would happen. No, LSU, I, LSU, I, I, I had Florida Boise last that week. Day. I had Boise that day. <laughs> <laughs> of course, you did. Oklahoma didn't have their quarterback that day. No one seems to remember that one. We're going to keep moving up here. Cincinnati. Mm-hmm. I get it. It's really shown how in the moment you have to be. I mean, the poor team hasn't played since, what is it, November 21st? Yep. Mm-hmm. They're going to have to play a month, month, and if there's never more of a recency bias thing there with the committee, I don't know what is. Because when I move up and then I see this 10th-ranked Oklahoma team, two losses, and this sixth-ranked Iowa State team, two losses. I mean, with your numbers, like what were you saying since Halloween – Look, I get it. I'll, I'll give you. I'll give you my uh, Iowa State thesis here, which I've pretty much perfected over the last. Uh, it was pretty impressive how you rallied it off last six, night. I six, will sixteen hours, sixteen hours or so is. Look, <laughs> I, I, I get they lost by seventeen to Louisiana. Yes, I get it. The final margin was seventeen. If you look at the game, and again, I'm not denying that it didn't happen. It happened. Mm-hmm. There was a touchdown with ten seconds left, which pushed the margin from ten to seventeen. There were three still on the scoreboard. Yes, it does. There were three non-offensive touchdowns in the game, and special teams count. It was a special teams meltdown. It's part of the game. It happened. Iowa State didn't have Charlie Kohler. They allowed 270 yards in the game. So it wasn't like this, like, oh my God, Louisiana went in there and just absolutely dominated. It was a couple of plays. And and again, most football games are, but yes, it happened, but it's not like you you didn't walk out of that game. Oh my God, Louisiana is so much better than. Iowa State. No, that's not the case. They lost to Oklahoma State in a coin flip type game. Sure, that happened. But I think what Gary Barter was pointing at yesterday uh, with, with the committee, I think the purpose of remember all the cries about how, oh, well, Florida State in the year, like when Florida State would lose early and then they'd get hot and be, well, by the end of the year, they're one of the best four teams in the country. They should, they should be in. I, I think that's kind of like what the people thought the committee could add a little bit of perspective as to how teams are playing. If you look at since Halloween, the only teams with a better scoring margin than Iowa State are Alabama and Oklahoma. If you go since Halloween, Iowa State, in terms of total efficiency, has a better total efficiency number than Notre Dame does. And it's like decimal points behind Clemson. I think people have this perception of like Iowa State is just like garbage bad team because they have two losses. It's not the case at all. They're, they're a good team that lost early and it dealt with has been dealing with COVID stuff like like the teams dev all year long and they've gotten better and they're being rewarded for, for who yes, they have the two losses, but they've been rewarded for, for who they've played and who they've beat. I'm just going down my little cheat sheet right now. Like the only in terms of like the football power index power ratings, which the committee doesn't use, but it kind of represents like uh, solid opponents and solid wins and like what the committee would deem. Like there are only three teams in there that have four wins versus top 40 FBI teams. And that's Alabama, Notre Dame, and Iowa State. Six of their 10 games have come against top 40 teams. So and that's more like a higher percentage than like anybody down. Like, like it, it's, it's a, like Oklahoma, Alabama's got four games against top 40 teams. Notre Dame's got four. Clemson's got four. Uh, Ohio State has two because they've only played five teams. A&M's got four. Florida's got three. Georgia's got three. Cincinnati's got one. Like, that's why they are where they are, because the committee is, is giving them a bump for, for, for the, the quality wins that they have and, and, their, and their overall schedule. Do I, think, right. do, 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 I think, do I think that they're going to get in? No, but th- this is the scenario – that I brought up uh, like yesterday, like, like Mm -hmm. if, if Notre Dame happens to upset Clemson one more time, you're dealt with now a two loss Clemson, 
who's not a conference champion, who I think everybody would still think and agree that is one of the best four teams in the country. You're stuck with a one-loss A&M, who that win against Florida certainly doesn't look as good now. Mm-hmm. They got annihilated by Alabama. And are you going to elevate them to number four? And do, do we really need to see another Alabama A&M game? Now, the committee certainly wouldn't, wouldn't like say, okay, we, we can't have a rematch, and that's why A&M's not in. But you would think subliminally that would come into play in the room. You've got Florida out because they'd have three losses, a two-loss non-champion in sure Florida, Florida. I mean, Florida dropped one spot with the but, worst. No, no, what what, what I'm saying is if Alabama beats Florida, so they gotcha. three. And then you've got Cincinnati, who's already behind uh, Iowa State. So, like, you're looking at, like, could a two-loss Big 12 champion be in there? And I think if it's Iowa State with the second win over Oklahoma, like, does anybody think Iowa State is better than Clemson? No. But that committee logic of like conference championships matter, like it would probably be gone. I think Clemson should be the team in. They probably would be the team in. But but as crazy as it as it sounds, like these are the conversations, like these are the teams that we're talking about being in. Like a bunch of a bunch of two losses. It's a, it's a it's a weird year and it's just where we are. Iowa State. It, the problem is, and I, I get your numbers from Halloween. I understand mm-hmm. it. But that's what it feels like with the committee is that they only counted from Halloween on, like when they started meeting as a, as a, as a group. The season started in September. They but at the same time, but, but at the same time that, that game against Oklahoma came well before that, though. So they are getting a bump in being ranked ahead of Oklahoma because they did beat them. They should. They beat. They should be ahead of Oklahoma, but they lost two games. AM, you know what I'm not doing? I'm not holding the close win against Vanderbilt against them. You know why? Because they still won the game. And that's all the, the people against AM are saying. Uh, you know, because oh, close loss against uh close win against Vanderbilt. But they won the game. They have one loss. Iowa State has two. Everyone just talks like blows the coin toss. You said coin toss game against Oklahoma State. They lost. Mm-hmm. You have to get penalized for losing games. And then when you, I, that's why I bring up USC. This team hasn't had a chance to play all their games because the conference doesn't know what they're doing and they still have won all their games. How high should they be? I don't know, but they should be in the top 10. Indiana, who'd they beat? They have one loss. Sorry, you played Ohio State. You didn't beat them. You got to get penalized. Oklahoma, are you kidding me? With those with the, those losses, come on. Indiana, Indiana is a good defense. Indiana's defensive numbers are excellent. Who have they beaten? Okay, okay. So, 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 who is the anybody? Big Ten East stinks. Who, who, who is any? Okay, let's, let's, let's run down and play the game. Who has anybody beaten? Alabama, exactly. Alabama. That's what I'm saying. So it's got to go to losses. Who, 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 who is who is anybody? It's got to go to at some point you have to get penalized for losses. That's my point. There, there we go. So let's not play any. Nobody play nobody. Just win all your games. Go the go the go the Baylor 2014 style, and away we go. There. We go. That's what's that's in what's a year where guys are trying to find a game week to week. You gotta give them credit for winning games against teams that lose games. You have to. We got to do it. We have to do it. Okay, moving on. Notre Dame. Are you ready for the Notre Dame haters to say they shouldn't be in the playoff if they lose to Clemson? Oh, I'm totally. You know that's coming. Oh, you know it's coming, and it's totally not true, and it's not going to happen. Unless it's like 63 to nothing. I mean – I'm not saying it's not going to happen. I'm just ready. Are you ready for that onslaught? Oh, it's totally, it will totally be. be, And I I don't know who that people would say that should go in ahead of them. Like you you have the the highest quality win of the year. You beat Clemson. Yes. Trevor Lawrence didn't play, but here you go. You got it. They won the game. You got to give them credit for winning. Yes, you do. And here's another thing. Go ahead. No, 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 go. go, go. You're good. Okay. Are you ready for the possibility of Notre Dame jumping to one if they win more impressively than Alabama? That that was something that popped into my mind if they get in a situation where it's apparent that they need – apparent that A&M is on the, on the board to get put in, like if, mm-hmm. if something happens. 
Mm-hmm. That's the like if no if Notre Dame were to win, that would drop Clemson to two losses, and that yeah, in order to, to manipulate it to not get the rematch, yes. But like, I, I would I would. I mean, how could you do that? I mean, we we saw we saw that eight years ago in 2012 when Alabama was number two and Notre Dame was number one and Alabama was a double digit favorite and the game was over three minutes in. Mm-hmm. Like, like nobody can, nobody can honestly think that Notre Dame is a better team than Alabama, but, but with some of the decisions and, and the, the, the opinions of, of the decisions that the commit, this committee has made, would, would anybody be surprised by that? No. Okay. I've just, I've, you know, I, there's two scenarios I feel like that haven't been mentioned. And, and, and this is the whole crux of my thing with the rankings and the issue is they're set up for chalk. And if we get chalk, we're going to have monster matchups mm-hmm. in the semifinals. But they gave themselves no outs. They, they don't have any outs. And, that's why I don't get it. like I understand what was it the first year when um, TCU got jumped uh, by Ohio State and, and that stuff, but you just start looking at it and just I, I can't believe they would they would do this. Reese's question um, going back to Iowa State with Louisiana, I thought was not answered again, um, but I just and I don't know and and then on top of it all. I have to see a two-loss Georgia team move ahead of undefeated Cincinnati. On top of it all, that's what I had to see. Um, so yes, maybe, maybe maybe we'll see that bowl game. Oh, we're gonna definitely see that one. I maybe, I maybe knew we'll that, that was coming. I knew that but was coming. You talked you talked about the chalk, and and, and typically it's it's since you you mentioned 2014 with the mm-hmm. the uh, Ohio State upset over Wisconsin and terrible number in that game like since then the 25 the 25 power five conference title games 23 of them have been one right favorite two underdogs of one route right oregon last year and uh penn state over wisconsin in 2016 so that, what what happened to the good old days of the bcs era where it was craziness on conference championship saturday we, we have not had that the last five years and i want to say if i get this right how do i say the only team to lose a conference championship game and play in the title game was that Oklahoma, Oklahoma team in 03, right? They got, they got drilled by, by Darren Sproles. And by Darren Sproles. And we're still watching the BCS title game. Yep. Okay. Um, where were you that day? Home. We, we did not travel that day anywhere. Wow. Remember those we, days? Yeah. Yeah, we did not travel anywhere on conference championship day that year. And um, – Remember what we were? I remember we did the show, and then I remember watching the uh, the conference title games from home that night. Mm. Mm. Nice and comfy. Very comfy. Nice. And I remember, I remember getting uh, I remember getting uh, texts from uh, Herb Vincent, who was with LSU at the time, now at the SEC Network. Mm. Uh, just me and Brad and I had all the numbers figured out and who was going to get in, and. And he, and he was texting left and right. Are we going to get in? We're going to get in. We're going to get in. And I'm like, yeah, it's just going to depend on this. And I was like, yeah, you're going to get in. And he was, it was just funny to, to be sitting there at home watching the SEC game and then watching that Big 12 game that night. I knew that. I knew you would remember. Um, all right. So you mentioned the last year was one of the times when the um, underdog won a conference title game. And Friday, we have some really interesting matchups as we move forward. And I'm sorry to yelling about the uh, rankings, but I had to get no, my chest. They, I, think people, I think people like yelling about me, rankings. Makes me mad. Can't believe Florida's at seven. Unbelievable. Um, Florida Florida's always going to be there because they're not going to fall behind Georgia. That's the thing. They're going to value that. They're going to value that win. Value that hit there oh, against Georgia. How about Georgia is lower, and that's my whole point of this all. When we lose games, drop them more. That's my issue. You ready? Showtime on May third. Summer starts with the Fall Guy. Let's do it later. Let's drink a spicy margarita. Make some bad decisions. Yes. 
Audiences are falling in love with the most entertaining film of the year. Fall guy. Fall guy. Fall guy. That's what the poster said. See Ryan Gosling and Emily Blunt in the movie critics say exists to make you happy. Trying to make it out? Nope. Because I don't either. It's not what I'm into right now. What are you into? Talking. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the Fall Guy. Only in theaters May 3rd. Read it PG-13. All right. Friday. Awesome matchups. UAB plus five and a half at Marshall for the for the Conference USA title game. Ball State plus 13 and a half against Buffalo at Ford Field. They're still playing that at Ford Field. I thought we were going to get some weather involved, maybe a, maybe a home site uh, change in the MAC, but they are staying suit to Ford Field. Nebraska, enormous game, minus six and a half at Sunge, Piscataway. Be ready. Easy on the tailgate in there. And where the underdog lost, or I should say won, Oregon plus three and a half against USC in the Pac-12. Conference of Champions title game. You know what happened in this game last year. We were on it. We had um, Oregon against Utah. Knowing, knowing what happens to the team that gets front and center in this conference year after year, they take a poop. And I'll start there. You got I, you got to take You're going to take a poop, though? Do you get Lamar Jackson on this here? No. Cramps. Cramps. Yeah, 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 cramps, all right. Yeah, you ever seen a guy run with cramps? I haven't. I haven't. Abdominal cramps. <laughs> um, let's go there. I'm just – I'm principal. I said it last year, and I asked the guys uh, for Daily Wager that we're going to be doing this week to get odds because I remember calling some people out in the desert in a certain casino that just built a big casino, or I should say a certain sportsbook that's mm-hmm. built a big casino, put odds out. And it was this week, and it was to make the playoff. Yep. And I remember looking at Utah, and they started getting lower. And I think it was in the 200 range somewhere. There, and I'm like, they're not making it. They're they're not making it because they're going to lose. Because every time somebody steps up on the pedestal in this conference, they poop. Poop town. I'm going to buy. It's at three. You, I'm going to buy it. To, I want to buy it at three and a half. We'll pay that. But I'm going to go Oregon plus three and a half uh, when I look at the Friday slate to start. You... Got yourself pass. with some action, huh? I'm gonna pass on that Pac-12 game just because. Okay. I, 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 I you think USC's I, might I got, be? I got, well, well, I have the USC to win the Pac-12 future. Okay. So it's like, well, I'm, you I'm think already, like USC might be peaking at the right time? Is that what you're peaking, saying? Peaking. Peaking. <laughs> yeah, that, that was just that was. I'm still frustrated about last week. Just you should be. You're the, you're the, you're the right side for 59. For you're the right side. Never not the right side. Until you were. Who was the right side more? UCLA last week or that under you gave me in the soccer game? <laughs> Definitely the under in the soccer. I, I, it, it, yeah, because in, in like the actual like schedule time, it uh, was under. Yeah, because yeah. and I said it there. I, I'm doing the math in my head. I said my man was watching this game for 83 minutes, had yeah. the under, and there wasn't one goal. Correct. <laughs> And then the terrible – it was just a terrible penalty. And then – oh, by the way, let's just – I know we're only supposed to have five minutes of, of injury time. Let's just, add, let's just add more. Let, let, let them play a little bit longer. It's like it's like the guy going down the court in basketball and the clock hits zeros, buzzer goes, no, give him the dunk. Go ahead, just, go dunk just, it. Just, just give, give it to him. But it, it's funny. Like That's – like we, bet, betting innovations. I want to have a betting innovation for soccer where you mm-hmm. can like – uh, pay like extra juice or whatever to to not have added time or, or stoppage time count towards any of your your totals because if you had a dollar for like every time you had like under two and a half and there was like a, a 94th minute penalty kick by Ronaldo to put a put a match over it, 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 it's it's such a mm-hmm. such a scam and, and then let, don't even get me started about the USC UCLA game last week because I was on the other airline and the other airline did not have any TVs, even in the appropriate portion of the plane that, that I happened to be in. But your cats and, had to be happy when you walked in the door. And they had, oh, you can find oh, TV on, on your lap, oh, live uh, TV on your laptop. Okay, good. But it's like TV shows. Like I, I want to watch like reruns of The Office. No, I want to watch USC UCLA right now. I don't want to watch that. So like I'm like now I'm you start, did you start sweating? No, you get a little I, flustered. I, 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 no, I, I was I was flustered. I was mad. Okay, but I was I was like all right. Like now I actually have to spend money 
on the internet to, to be able to have access to, to like at least like text with these because you don't get the free text messaging either like you do on mm-hmm. my preferred airline. So now I have to like pay for that. And now I'm just re- refreshing, refreshing, play by play. And then I see the field goal. Great. Yes. And like, just, okay, just don't allow a touchdown. And then I see long kick return and I'm like, Oh no, here we go. Mm-hmm. And, then, and then I see one play mm-hmm. and like, you know how, you know how like ESPN.com, like the play by play and the score feed is behind. Mm-hmm. So like immediately, like I'm in a group text with a bunch of people. I was going to say and, the group texts and, always kill when you're trying to follow yeah, stuff. And, it's and unbelievable. I, and I, and I, and I see someone text something and I'm just like, please tell me Clay did the right thing and just kick, took a knee and kicked the field goal. And then yep. like, you know, at the same time, I get like four people. Oh, you're way behind. And I'm like, mom, you're way behind. I'm like, oh, great. I know. So I'm like thinking, I'm like, okay, does that mean maybe they turned it over? Or, and then I see the ESPN.com update to the touchdown. And that that's when hopefully the woman next to me had a, that's the other thing too about the other airline too. They actually put someone in the seat next to you. Yeah, that's, whereas that's my no whereas my preferred airline does not. So, and, and, no and, go. But as, as 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 you said, Cat was was laying on the couch when I when I got home. And there was, you go. That's what it's very, all about. They're very happy. Very happy to see me. And was good night. Good night. As sleep. a friend of ours would say, some things. Yes. Um, action Friday night between between USC and and the young boys. It was. A tough week. Come on, we're moving ahead. I'm trying to get you ahead. We got Friday. We got underdog in in action. People are more and more more like anticipating hearing these stories than they are anything. And then you're on the modern, never covering the number. And then at least I managed to push out of that game. But yeah, you don't have to relive these things, bud. You just move on. That's why we do the pod on Wednesday. Move on next week. It's therapeutic, though. Okay. All right. It's good to let it all out with you because. So you have a way of just kind of like saying the right thing in order to get any an even stronger reaction and did you, keep it going. Did did you stay up for the ending in Corvallis? No. No, no I, I did. I, yes. I, 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 I did not. Mm-hmm. That being said, I, I was I was I, I don't want to sound like I'm like bad mouthing the other airline at all. The good thing about the other the, the good thing about the other airline is, is you do actually have a beverage choice. Like it's not like oh. my preferred airline. They just give you like the bag with the water. Yeah, you get the bag with the water and the snack there too, but they also give you like, would you like something else to drink, like Coke or whatever? And so that was. I know what I would have been asking for if I had UCLA. Yeah, yeah, exactly. <laughs> exactly. I'm at four of those. <laughs> oh, um, yes, action Friday night. I like. Well, how I'll tell you what. Looking back at this. This game's been nuts the last two years. It has. And don't yeah. Speak, speaking of bad beats, oh. a couple of years ago, conference conference title that was wonderful. That was fun. Um, I like Boston. Nice. I like okay. Boston State here. Like I, I think, but Buffalo obviously is a really good team. But I think uh, the Ball State rush defense. This is the one of the better, if not the best, rush defense that Buffalo will have played this year. I mean, they put up some massive numbers against the really bad side of the league that had the benefit of playing both BG and Akron. Um, Ball State could very easily be undefeated too. They had that first game of the year, which could have gone either way, lost in overtime. I think the Cardinals are an experienced team, and uh, I think they, they find a way here to uh, to hang around, slow the Buffalo offense down just enough to mm. to, to, to be in the game in the fourth quarter. This – this was interesting. Just looking at the, the the rushing numbers, we know Ball State's guy opted out, but they, they um sixty seven and a half for two teams that I think are going to want to run the ball um, is a really really interesting number. We know Buffalo's big play capability in the run game, so that's a really uh, interesting uh, game to me. I can't wait to watch that that that, that. and mm-hmm. um, UAB Marshall. I think is really interesting too, uh, just because the difference in games against rice uh, Marshall gives the game. No, no, I mean, I went and, and, you know, turned them over five times, but then UAB doesn't turn it over and they beat rice. Like that's the common denominator because that's the last time we saw uh, these teams out. So that's interesting. Um, interested to see what the weather will be in uh, West Virginia for that one. Nebraska. We mentioned it. Mm-mm-mm. 
Minus six and a half. How? I I I don't I don't understand it. You I mean, we're supposed to. I mean, this was supposed to be what was it? Two versus two, three versus three, four. You know, like I wanted to see who was the game. I wanted to see. I was hoping maybe we could see. Oh, Indiana and Iowa. I was hoping we could get Indiana and Iowa. But I mean. I don't want to say there's a lot of pressure on a game that doesn't mean anything, but I think there's a lot of pressure on Nebraska because if they lose this, and I listen, I understand. I'm a guy, you got to give the guy time, and I understand he still is going through some things and needs more time. But the people that are against Frost here, if he loses this game, they're going to be out of control. Out of control. Give me Rutgers plus six and a half. Yeah, like, don't you have to side with the team that showed up every week and Shiano won his first year and an opportunity to mm-hmm. win four games and defensively they played well and Nebraska's had been prone to turning the ball over and struggling down in the red zone. I, and keep in mind, too, like this game being played Friday, this must be some really bad weather uh, in the Northeast on Thursday. Like I'm already maybe, getting it. Like, like Nebraska's travel situation could be a little messy and screwed up this week, and creating. Just, like, I don't know. Like I wouldn't. I wouldn't be looking to lay six and a half, seven points with Nebraska. That, that, that's for sure. I'm, I'm with you. I like. Uh, I like the State University of New Jersey here. Yeah, um, it, the line doesn't make any sense. Uh, so um, thoughts there. Uh, all right, that will do it for Friday. Saturday, I absolutely love no no point no point on UAB Marshall for either. I don't think right. No, I just I want to watch that game. I, I I honestly I don't I don't if I had a lean I would take Marshall because they cannot be as bad as they <laughs> did as they were against Rice, and I think their defense uh, is better. UAB um, consistently on offense is is it worries me, even though they are getting five and a half. But that's a, a really interesting game because Marshall. Lost a great season um, and a loss to Rice, and I, I think they would ramp it up and, and get this one. I really like that they're at home too, um, but I'm going to lay off of it. I love how the games are scheduled on Saturday. A&M is playing at Knoxville, right? Yep. Minus 14. I yeah, thought for paying, sure. You thought for sure you would be on the Vols. No, you're paying – well, it would be Vols or pass for me. I mean, you're paying a – you're paying a tax for the the mentality of AM looking to put up style points if they're in a conversation. I was going to say, do you think that line goes up by kickoff? Probably, yes. Yeah, I would think so. Why is Oklahoma favored? Because it's Oklahoma. Give me Iowa State. Like I'm not, I'm not convinced Iowa State isn't the right side. I mean, I'm not gonna. I don't. I don't think Iowa State played well. When they beat Oklahoma, no, they 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 didn't. And, and, and as you like, said, since Halloween, they're yep. killing it. They they are both teams are playing better, and and I think the I think the handicap of, of this game comes down to whether you believe Oklahoma's defense is truly improved. Uh, they've gotten some players back, but at the same time, and and the numbers over the last month or what what it is have been great. But at the same time, you have played Oklahoma State without Spencer Sanders, a quarterback, and that was a complete debacle. Mm-hmm. You have played Baylor, who is bad on offense. Mm-hmm. And you have played Kansas, who is probably the worst power five team out there. So, like, are your defensive numbers simply a byproduct of playing three, the three, the three teams you would want to play uh, in order to boost your defensive numbers, or are they – good because they've gotten better like that 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 determines in my in my mind uh what way you're going to land because i think the iowa state offense is much more uh complicated than any of those other three teams so we'll see like i'm not sold iowa state isn't the right side either we've gone into the history here with iowa state iowa state covering every year Mm -hmm. against oklahoma under campbell very easily could have won the game last year in norman as as a big underdog had two wins over them already. I thought we'd hear a little bit more this week about Oklahoma. No, no way they Iowa State can beat them twice. Oklahoma much improved. I, I haven't heard. I thought this number might 
might drift up towards six, six and a half. Maybe it will uh, by the time the weekend rolls around. So, so, so right now it's a, uh, right now it's, it, it's no play for me, but, uh, but I, I think by the time the weekend rolls around, if that number does hit six, uh, I'll, I'll be on the, uh, I'll be on the Cyclones as well. You touched on Iowa State. They're playing really well. And I said what I said about the rankings. It's just mm-hmm. what I believe is, is right. Um, but everybody talking about Oklahoma's got it together and this and that. I don't know why, but I got caught watching them against Baylor like two weeks ago. And it was horrible. The game was atrocious. I had multiple TV set up, so I had it on one of those. And I don't know why. It's a good-looking setup. I just locked it. I don't know why. But Baylor's terrible. And Oklahoma scored 27 against them. Um, they only rushed for 76 yards. Rattler threw for 193. Like, I don't know why. Like, it could be mean nothing to me, but this whole like, and this is what I like. This this narrative starts about oh, Oklahoma hasn't hasn't lost a game in a while, and this and that, and it, and I'm like, I watched them. They, I don't, I don't know if they have it figured out. They obviously lost a ton of talent, and the defense. You talked about the defense. Like, are they that better? And you talk about who's playing better right now. Iowa State is way more legit right now. So I, I'm taking the points here with Iowa State, and um, I can't believe Herbie asked you if Oklahoma can make the playoff if they win. But maybe you guys know more something. More than something. Maybe that was an inside the Beltway conversation. He wanted to get out to the people. Um, uh, well, um, all right, here you go. Would you rather take Northwestern plus twenty and a half? Or Florida plus 17? Northwestern. Plus Me too. I can't believe it. I mean, I, I, whatever Alabama's team total is, it's probably not going to be high enough. Okay, well, uh, here you go. Here you go. This is live bear math. Over under 74 and a half. Bama's minus 17. Yeah, so, 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 so you're looking at like a you're looking at like a 45-27 type game, 45-28 type game is what they're talking God, about. I couldn't do that if you gave me four hours. Um, <laughs> anyway, I think that defense of Northwestern's is legit. And Indiana at times frustrated Ohio State. I know it was 35-7, but they still had some stops late when it was tight and they had the ball with a chance to tie. So that means the defense definitely did some things. It's just an interesting matchup to me because when you look at things to try and see Ohio, like I've just looked for ways to see Ohio State get challenged. And obviously they haven't um, really with the competition they've played. Um, Penix did play for Indiana. We all know that. Uh, But I think Northwestern's defense can challenge Ohio State more than any other defense they faced this year. Does that make sense? It it makes total sense. And – I would even suggest looking at if you, if you don't want to take Northwestern plus the 20 and a half or 21, whatever it is, maybe consider taking Northwestern first half and maybe Ohio State second half or waiting until halftime. Because remember a couple of years ago, that was a one possession game yes. in the Big Ten Championship in the fourth quarter. That was before, two years or, ago? That was two years right. ago, 2018. And, and then Ohio State needing the style points. Um, ran it up in the fourth quarter, scoring late and pulling away late. Uh, last year, they trailed it when we were there in, in, in Indy last year. Wisconsin led at halftime, and Wisconsin and, and Iowa, Ohio State poured it on uh, in, in the second half. A lot of times when you're in the position of wanting to put up a big number and, and wanting to cement your place, all this talk about Ohio State only has six games and are they really that good, maybe you press a little bit. And maybe it doesn't come easily, and maybe you struggle early. And Northwestern is able to hang around and, and ugly the game up and shorten it and limit Ohio State possessions. Ultimately, mm-hmm. Ohio State's talent will win out. But um, that, that's the way I'm approaching this game. Maybe, maybe you play Northwestern first half or sit and wait, and, and then uh, see what the halftime number is and take take the Buckeyes in the second half. I would think. Pat Fitzgerald is going to do everything he can early on to take away the big play, make Ohio State move the change, and 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 and, and, and move the ball. And I and think that's been their problem. Yes, they, not, and they don't fields, have a consistent running game this year. When's when's the when's the last time Ohio State played, Travis? The Michigan State game. Michigan State, yep. right? I think they played what once in the last four weeks. Yeah. Say Are you nervous? To... No. 
No, oh, all right. But if there I was North, if I was Northwestern, I'd try to take some stuff what Indiana did with their blitzing. Yeah, see, I don't know if Fitzgerald's gonna do. I think he's gonna keep the guys back and keep everybody in front of him. I don't think he want. I don't think he wants because he knows he's more susceptible to that stuff. Because I don't think he has as good as Northwestern's defenses. I don't know if he has the, the team speed yeah. as Indiana does in the secondary. So I I could see eventually doing that. But because I, I was thinking, Bear, maybe if I had anything on the Northwestern first quarter, maybe okay. maybe you get the ball, run a little maybe, trick maybe, play, maybe, go maybe, up maybe, seven nothing. I was gonna say maybe you get Gus Johnson going, going, and we're tied at seven after the first quarter. Onside kick to open the game. Yeah, I don't know about that one. And Steve hits in the window. Um, I think that's going to be interesting. Uh, and there's, I, like you said, Bear, there's a lot going on. A&M with kind of a weird situation playing at noon, Northwestern playing at noon, and the Big 12 game at noon. Um, as you go down uh, Coastal, uh, I believe 3.30, right? Yep. 3.30, hosting Louisiana. I thought it was unbelievable that Ch- Coach Chavel right after the win against BYU, was, was, was complaining that he had to play and they didn't take away his game against <laughs> Troy, who was in the ultimate letdown spot last week and almost blew that. Um, and Louisiana's sitting at home. This was an awesome game the last time they played. Louisiana's kind of been up and down, too. You know, they fall off the national radar because they lose to Coastal. Everybody loves Coastal. Obviously, Coastal does their thing, goes undefeated. Louisiana is still sitting there with one win. Now they're plus three and a half. They're on the teal. Coastal, after the letdown, what do you make of, of, the, of the shots? I, I like I like the shots here laying the, laying the three and a half. And it was the ultimate letdown look ahead spot last week. And you know what they did, Steve? What did they do? They won the game. Thank you. You were a little slow, but ultimately you got the correct. I was drinking my coffee. <laughs> oh, okay. I'm sorry. I, I, I did not have the. Uh, yes, they pass. won. They, 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 they did win. Um, I, I, I think with, with Maribel and, and McCall, the quarterback, I, I think they have it. A, that offense is. It's an absolute it, bastard to defend. Yeah, I was going to say, I was thinking of a different That's word. That's what it is. Yeah, I was thinking of a different <laughs> word, and you, you said the other one, which is that. Like, that is a hard offense. To defend in Louisiana, like it's like sometimes they look good, sometimes they mm-hmm. sputter offensively. Like I don't know, I, I I can see a lot of people gravitating towards Louisiana just because close game, first time, more than a field goal. But I mean, when is Coastal ever going to have the opportunity again to have an undefeated season? And I think there's a ton on the line. It's a confident bunch that just has fun together. So I'm 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 gonna lay the points here with uh, with Coastal. What is Louisiana's long snapper situation? Because Oof. if that Oof. is a case Oof. again, man, that, that that's a key. That's a key. Got to be a key in the handicapping, right? That, 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 man, uh, I would think Coach Napier has that one figured out. Hopefully, um, I'm not sure how many long snappers you can find on campus at uh well, at all Louisiana. You really need to do is go. You need to go back to like. A backyard football where you like just stand sides the side squad stand to the side throw it throw it back. <laughs> do that. Uh, All else fails. Good producing from our boy Travis. Just sent a note. Uh, Chadwell just signed seven year deal to stay in. Uh, what's the fake name of it? Conley. Conway. Conway. Myrtle Beach. Also known as Myrtle Beach. Um. So that, yeah, that's it. Stay away from me. Uh, my man Levi Lewis, his good is really, really good. And um, I, that game, I, I, the App State game was absolutely mesmerizing to me. Um, but it's, they've had some close calls uh, since the loss to Coastal at UAB. They win 24 20. Texas State, they win by 10. Arkansas State, they win by seven. And then obviously the App State win uh, holding on. Uh, last time out, but that's a, a real interesting game. Three thirty, ESPN. Uh, Bear is on the shots, and then my favorite story in all the sport: the San Jose State Spartans going back home to Sam Wade Stadium. As Bear said last week, he thought he was going to be able to be at the last game ever there, but now it's uh, it's been the home away from home for the Spartans. <laughs> and um, interesting matchup, I. I'm trying to remember what the line was before this game got canceled when they were supposed to play on the blue a couple of weeks ago. 
I thought it was average. double digits. I was going to say it was. I, think it was I thought it was like 11 and a half. Yeah, it um, and tough. now it's Boise minus six and a half over under 56 at Boyd Stadium in Las Vegas. You on the little Sparty? Damn right I am. Absolutely. Love it. Love it. Again, another another dream type season. I mean, they're not getting any respect in terms of the odds makers. It's not like this game is on the blue turf, and it's not like this is a like, like a Jared Zabransky, Kellen Moore type Boise team. They're good, but I, I don't think I don't think they're that level. I, mean, I I just like the way San Jose State has just gotten the most out of this team. Brent Brennan's done an unbelievable job. We'll see if we're able to keep him from from, from going to going to Tucson mm. or not. I, I mean, they showed they showed a lot last week. That they had every reason mm-hmm. to lose that game to Nevada. Everything kind of was stacked against them, and they came back and and they ran hard and just dominated. Uh, that that second half, so that, it was an impressive effort. And, and again, I just like these teams that just feed off each other and believe and just look like they love each other. Yep. They play hard for each other, and um, I, it's very easy for me to root for. And not only will I be rooting for San Jose State, I will uh, I will take them plus the six and a half. Okay, um, it's funny Boise in that big spot. That was November 6th at home against BYU when they got rolled. And obviously they had the quarterback and roster situation, but they've been they've been affected by uh COVID mm-hmm. a, a ton. Yeah. Um just looking at they 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 go to Hawaii and which game was featured in Bad Beats, win 40 to 32. That was on November 21st. The 28th canceled against San Jose State. The fourth canceled at UNLV. And then little I got I, I I can't believe I didn't even know this game was played last week at Wyoming. They go in seventeen oh, nine. You didn't see the weather. Oh, it was that beautiful. totally uh, went under my watch. Um, so fired up for uh, San Jose State, an opportunity they have. Like I said, it's it's been an unbelievable thing what they've done. There's articles all over about them going up to Humboldt State in the preseason, doing camp there because of what's happened in Santa Clara County. It's 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 really good stuff. Um, all right, I'm gonna take. Two games that are being played that don't mean anything. I'm going to take Wisconsin and Utah in a teaser. Um, they're both given double digits. I want to get that down. Uh, it's just what I like. So I am also going to throw in my Irish plus 10.5 because we have to. Money line again or no? We'll sprinkle a little. But the official pick you know, that people, everybody wants to jump on, we're gonna we're gonna we're gonna take the ten and a half. Um, that, that, that Utah pick could could be uh, something that I, I I look at as we get closer to the okay to the weekend as well because Wazoo stinks. Uh, Utah, uh, that, Utah. That, that you know what they were an example last week of a game getting here on Saturday and that game getting moved to Saturday and everybody talking up Colorado and I'm just like mm-hmm. here we are again. Yep, Pac-12 team. Yeah. On a pedestal in a big spot, you know what happens. You know why? Because the conference is so the so it's so deep that you just never know who you're going to get an effort from. And the youth showed that Whittingham obviously doing his thing as teams improving nonstop as they always do as the season goes on until they play in a Pac-12 title game with a chance to go to the playoff. Um, anything else? How about the Illini plus fifteen at at Happy Valley? I L L. Uh, Tulsa. I got, I got no, I got no interest in that game. Maybe, maybe under. I, I don't, I don't think Tulsa can be able to score very many points in that game. And, how about the last? That's, that's a, how about the last good, game of the Tulsa season? Defense. Last game of the season, Arizona State at Corvallis. It's an appropriate final. Game it is. Season, it really it is. is. I've watched every Oregon State home game this year, no doubt. Ole Miss minus two against LSU. Those those two SEC games there, Ole Miss, uh, LSU, and Missouri, Mississippi State. Like again, I, I don't think unless you've got a degree in psychology, like I, I don't, I wouldn't want to get involved early in those free uh, kick. But I, but I think you see a couple of drives, and you probably would get a sense as to whether Mississippi who's invested. State, yeah, I mean, I thought Mississippi State would be invested last week, but their offense was Mm-mm. atrocious, and yeah. Auburn got the. Uh, the, the two touchdown win in Gus Malzahn's uh, yeah. final game. 
And so watch a couple of drives and, and see if Mississippi State can figure something out. Uh, that offense looked atrocious mm. last week. And then for the first time all year last week, we saw like the angry, motivated, cohesive LSU team. It, it, like you got all the guys who worry about transferring, opting Incredible. out, leaving, all gone, not there. And they they played well last week. And they gave up a ton of yards. Yeah, but they, but they they won. won. The good offense. They, they won, won the, the game, game. Bear. And now it, it, it's a this could go one of two ways. I don't know where, where it's going to go. It's either going to go okay. We proved our point last week. Now we don't care. Proved our point last week, and we're good. And we're going to check back out again. Or it's like okay, you know, we, we, yeah, we proved our point last week, and now we're gonna we're gonna go end the regular season on a uh, on a high note with another solid performance. So I don't know what way it's going to go. I'll uh, I, I would wait till uh, till an in game opportunity to, to play either of those two games. All right, uh, I got nothing on an SEC game. Um, Alabama team total over, like I said before. Okay, I mean, all right, Alabama money line in the parlay. Okay, um, we told you at the beginning of the Pac-12 season we would get you season previews for every team, and then the people that did the season previews for the two teams that we playing in the Pac-12 title game would join us. We have those two. First up, Nathan Ackerman, USC. Daily Trojan, associate manager and the editor of sports there. Nathan, welcome in. Thanks so much for having me on. I'm fired up to be on here. You know, I remember on the uh, original podcast, uh, I remember hearing one of us was going to get grilled with questions before the Pac-12 championship game. So I'm ready for whatever you guys throw my way. <laughs> All right. Uh, has anyone come up to you since you were on the podcast at the beginning of the season and said, great job on Stanford Steve and the Bear podcast? No, not it's probably because I didn't do a good enough job. I'm sure they were all listening, but I must have not lived up to expectations. We're still trying to we're still trying to get out uh, big on the West Coast, so that, I mean, we're not getting there yet. We're we're East Coast buys on here. Pac-12 football has the same problem out out, out, out here. I think the conference <laughs> itself is trying to get big. So nothing personal. Did you ask, did you ask uh, Coach Helton after the game on Saturday why he did not opt to kick, kick the field goal, knowing that? Uh, I gave out UCLA plus a three and a half on the uh, on the podcast. It could have made the podcast look better. Did you ask him? Yeah. Um, so I actually liked the decision to go for the touchdown there, as much as it might have hurt your uh, betting line. But um, I, I I didn't want that game coming down to a perfect snap, a perfect hold, a perfect kick. It was going to be a chip shot, so it was probably going to going to be fine. But I don't know. With this offense, you you you, you got to go for the touchdown there. So sorry about that, but. Uh, no, I actually, I actually supported that that call personally. Okay. In all seriousness, what what's been the big? I mean, you're covering a team. You've been looking forward to doing this your whole time at USC, and what you know, you you can't go to practice every day. You're doing Zoom calls with coaches. Hopefully, you know, if if everything works out, like that's the best case scenario. What's the toughest thing you've come across in trying to cover a team and sitting in your dorm room? The first game I was able to go to was the Utah game in week four. And it was a really weird experience because the stadium's empty, right? You have like the pumped crowd noise and it just didn't feel like it normally does. I mean, the Coliseum has had trouble uh, filling seats in years past, but still there's normally, you know, 50, 60,000 fans there. And the one thing I noticed in week four was the energy coming from the sidelines. I mean, you could hear both teams. Well, it was pretty much just USC in that, in, in, in that game. And then I was at the Washington state game and it was especially just the Trojans in that game too. Mm-hmm. Um, and you could, I mean, you could hear, USC's bench pretty much the whole game they were being loud they were rambunctious they were they were hyped up all that all that fun stuff so that I'd say is probably the biggest thing that you don't quite get when you're as you said in your in your dorm room but once you're at the stadium you're like whoa like this is a pretty intense atmosphere even though there are no fans there so that was that was one of my main takeaways from those two games and it was things that I just wasn't able to notice covering um, the other three. What what has kind of been the reaction out there with, within the <clears throat> the team, the fan base? I mean, it was so much no Rose Bowl on the line because it's a semifinal for the playoff, and which is ridiculous. Five, you're five, you're five, five, yeah, five and zero, oh, and you're not really in the playoff mix. Like, is there like a disappointment, like or an anger, like why aren't we being talked about for the playoff, or is it just kind of a, an acceptance? Yeah, we're just happy to be undefeated if we win the. When the Pac-12, that, that, that's a, we're just happy to be playing to begin with. 
So as far as the playoff goes, um, it's kind of hard to tell me they're fully out of the playoff. I can throw out all the crazy hypotheticals that won't happen. Um, but basically, in the USC sphere, it's sort of been a, yeah, the team hasn't looked as great as they were going to look, or as you know, many people thought that they might. Um, yeah, they are 5-0, but the way that they've done that has been kind of rocky. I mean, they beat Arizona State by one, they beat Arizona by four, and they beat UCLA by five. So it isn't really like USC fans or USC media is really saying, you know, why aren't we being talked about with Ohio State? I remember on the college football uh, show last last night, you know, they did this whole segment on USC versus uh, Ohio State. And I was kind of sitting there like, nobody's arguing that USC is better than Ohio State. I mean, Ohio State's just dominated everybody, and USC has simply not done that. It's hard to argue that they're one of the four best teams right right now. So the way that it's kind of being handled out, out here is like, the ceiling was only so high for this season. And given that you're only playing, you know, it was it was supposed to be seven games, but now it's going to end up being six. The The playoff was always kind of... I don't know, a stretch, I guess. So it is disappointing also that the that the Rose Bowl is a playoff game this this year. I think they need to do away with that. Um, but, you know, there's there's always the fire health in people. Those are going to be there no matter what. And every time, you know, there's like not not even just a bad game. There's like a bad quarter or a bad half. It's like fire health. And, but, well, that's the, you know, it's, it's funny it's, because I know people who who are in that, in that camp. It's like they're, they're USC alums and they're like, they're like torn whether you root for your team or you think you're going to get Urban Meyer or you yeah. want him to lose. It's like it's like I could never, and unless it's a New York Jets and I'm a Jets fan, I root against the Jets because I want them to go on with 16 because they deserve to go on with 16. <laughs> but I could never like root against Miami to actively lose a game. Like it's still yeah. college kids, you want to see them do well. Yeah, that that to me is one of the things that just doesn't make any sense. And I I hear people saying you know every. Every Clay Helton win is a win for every other Pac-12 team. It's like, okay, what if those Clay Helton wins get you to a Pac-12 championship? Like, now what? Oh, too late. You know, so there there are some people that are like, oh, I just want them to lose, especially this year when it's, you know, people want to argue about whether this season really means anything. Some There are always the the people that are, that are going to say, just use this as an opportunity to get Helton out of there. A couple before we get a game prediction. Is it true you went to USC because you didn't get in the CLA? Okay, so I didn't get into UCLA. This is a fact. I actually got waitlisted, <laughs> but no, I say if it if it came down to those two schools, I really like USC. So I'm all right, not now the answer truth. that question. All right, Nathan. Before we let you go, give us the score to Pac-12 title game. USC thirty-eight, Oregon twenty-four. Thanks, man. I appreciate you helping us out. Good luck. Thanks for having me on. Thanks for having me on. Appreciate it. DraftKings has given new users a free shot at over $100,000. Download the DraftKings app now and enter code Steve at the sign up. Eligibility restrictions apply. See DraftKings.com for details. All right. For the Oregon signings, we bring in Shane Hoffman. uh, Covers the Ducks for Daily Emerald in Eugene. Uh, Shane, I will start by saying I thought the Pac-12's best chance at a playoff was to have Oregon and USC meet in the conference championship game. And now they are, but I can't believe how we are here. Is all season a success if they win this game? It's a tough one because I think, you know, I agree that I would say like the only chance you, you come into the season, it's unlikely that a Pac-12 team even makes it into the into the playoff, obviously. Um, and that it had to be kind of like an undefeated Oregon versus undefeated USC. And USC has kind of scraped out an undefeated season. Oregon's had a pretty disappointing year. Now they're super young. Um, so I don't know if you can look at it as necessarily a failure, but even if they win this game, I think they still fall a little bit short of maybe expectations. You're covering the team. You're in your dorm room. You can't go to practice every day. What's it like trying to cover the team? Like, you know, how, how's coach – What I asked you this way. What's Coach Cristobal like on a, on a Zoom call interviewing him? Coach Cristobal is very professional. Um, very stark uh, difference from a lot of the other Pac-12 coaches. And uh, Coach Harbaugh, obviously I'm from Ann Harbor, so I, I know a lot of Michigan Wolverines uh, kind of fans have some quips about him. Um, 
he's very professional, very straightforward, but he doesn't give you too much. You know, he gives you a lot of the mm-hmm. cliche kind of answers. Uh, we're taking it one day at a time. We're confident this and that. So it's been tough. Um, it's been a lot of doing kind of undercover digging and finding details and other sources for stories and stuff like that. So it's been a big adjustment for me and my staff for sure. Do you have any, de- do you have any details that uh, he'll, he'll be coaching Oregon next year? I don't. Um, he's okay. been pretty closed off about that. He, he kind of mentioned the, the uh, Auburn rumor, um, but I think he's, he's, like he said, he's working on a contract extension um, and that got uh, shut down um, when the pandemic started and they're kind of working on it again, him and Rob Mullins. We'll see if it gets done. I tend to think it will, but I don't have any inside information. Okay. Yeah, I, I think there was a, a chance there for a, for a minute that uh, uh, Joe Moran was in the mix of that Kentucky offensive coordinator job too. So you, mm. uh, I know that, that coaching yeah. staff out there was potentially going to get rated. I know, I know Joe Salve also has been looking at uh, the Arizona head coach shop that just opened up. So someone's probably going to leave, but we'll see. If you ever want to go watch a player of a, a tape of a player that was a complete animal on the mm. field, Joe Salvea, mm. I played against. Oh my lord, that man Monstrous was a war dog. Oh man, uh, I still don't think he's ever put on a pair of long sleeves uh, on a shirt. But um, <laughs> you said you live in Ann Arbor. You grew up in Ann Arbor. Is it true you went to Oregon because you couldn't get into Michigan? I actually didn't apply to Michigan. I didn't apply anywhere in the state. I wanted to get out of uh, Michigan. Kind of okay. explore, and the, and the West Coast was kind of the first place I looked for that. Where else did you apply out there? Um, I applied to San Francisco, Oregon, and then I actually applied to kind of a variety of schools, just journalism schools, Syracuse, Butler, kind of like that. But Oregon, once I visited the University of Oregon, I was pretty sold. Um, it kind of had a nice mix of what I was looking for. Hey, that's, a, that's a funny thing. People always ask me, like, what, for traveling all over the country on game day, like, what's, like, my favorite place to go to? Like, and, and I tell Oregon is the first word out of my mouth because it's just that it's just a, the, the whole vibe out there. Like you said, it, it's just it's early in the morning. There's certain things in the air, it, it, uh, passionate fan base. And gosh, I can remember the first time we went for the uh, UCLA game. I guess it would have been uh, 1999, maybe with Joey Harrington, like the, the, that first time around. And, uh, and and you get to Austin, like, oh, you hear about Austin Stadium, this home field advantage. And. You get there, and it's kind of like this little stadium, like a bowl and a hole in the ground, and then it fills up, and the noise is just. Oh, and yeah, but like, I, I, I'm with you. I, I think any people always say like, "Where should I take a trip to?" And I'm like, if you can get to Austin Stadium, you can get to Eugene to see a game. Uh, I certainly don't think you'll be disappointed. So you made a good choice. It's special, yeah. I didn't really realize coming in. Obviously, I've been to the Big House for a few games, and that's such a different kind of open very flat atmosphere and it doesn't get nearly as loud in there as you think. Doesn't even compare to it. Yeah. No, did, did, you get, did, you go to the, crazy. did you go to the big house for the 2007 Michigan, Oregon game? No, I did not. I was not, I was not a huge fan when I was younger. Okay. Tell us how Oregon wins this game and wins the PAC 12 championship. They got to just put together a complete game. That's been the story of the season is this team is so young and you think, okay, well the defense was the, the strength last year, surprisingly, even though you had Justin Herbert there they bring in Joe Moorhead, though, in the play calling, just like that, completely switches. It's way more creative. Um, and and first-year starter Tyler Shuck had a pretty good year. He's had some ups and downs, and he's had some kind of mishaps and big moments. But the offense has ended up carrying this team. And so you look through the first three games, they didn't dominate, but they won pretty handily because their offense was so explosive. Um then the, you really realize how bad the defense had been when you see that they lose 41-38 down in Corvallis. Um, you expect to win when you score 38 points most of the time. Then all of a sudden you play Cal and Oregon Mm. can only score 17 points. The defense stands up, but they allow 21. So they just have to put together a complete game. And I think they can, but you know, USC is also the best team that they've played. Okay. You're from Ann Arbor. Favorite Zingerman sandwich. I actually just got Zingerman's the other day. Uh, Dave's Dave's open room. Oh, I hate I'm not a big fan. Well, let me preface it. I'm not a big fan of Zingerman's. I think it's pretty overrated. I did get Ooh. one the other day, though. It's, okay. It's, it's way more, more like trendy. It's more like the, uh, it's like a touristy type thing. And then as opposed to like the legit yeah, thing. Yeah, it's, it's touristy. It's way overpriced. But my friend convinced me the other day. I said, all right, we'll, we'll okay. get one. Right. Dave's well, overrated. We- it's a chicken. It's got bacon, some ranch, some lettuce. It's real good. Okay. So where should I go in like 2027 when game day finally gets back to Ann Arbor? Oh, man. It depends on what kind of food you're looking for. Ann Arbor is a great restaurant city. It is. Uh, I like Asian food a lot, and there's a ton of spots for that. But if you're looking – what are you looking for? 
Well, no, like if I, if I want to get a, a Zingerman, a sandwich type place, like sandwich type place, yeah. I mean, Zingerman's is, is definitely go to. There's a place downtown in Ann Arbor. I think it's still open called uh, Amir's, A M E R S. Pretty good spot. Yeah. I'm not All a right. huge sandwich guy, but one of those two places probably. You know, Zingerman's is, is it's pricey, but it is pretty good. They got yeah. great ingredients. So it's funny because like it's the same thing with like you know, like Pittsburgh. My wife's from Pittsburgh, and like everyone loves Permanente Brothers, and she's like, oh. no, I don't go to Permanente Brothers. Go to Peppy's. It's much better, and it is. So uh, I just I'm just looking for the a good authentic Ann Arbor experience from. Yeah, like, there you go. Shane, I appreciate you helping us out from the beginning of the season to now. We told you you would come on if, if the Ducks got there. Somehow, some way, they did get in the Pac-12 title game. <laughs> so I want to thank you uh, again. If you need anything from us, we're, we're always here. And uh, good luck with everything down the road, okay? Appreciate you guys. Thanks so much. Uh, I want to thank everybody. We will be back. Check our Twitter feeds uh, for the bowl schedule. Obviously, these games are going to be played, um, and some can be played. So we'll get you bowl picks out there for everything as far as most wonderful time of the year. With that being said, I want to thank our Pac-12 insiders for joining us, and everybody enjoy uh, Championship Saturday, starting with games Friday night. Bear, take us away. Unless you bet, the more you lose when you win. Ten seconds on the clock. How many things can you name that are always growing? Your relationships. Your skills. Your customer base. How about businesses on Shopify? Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. From the launch your online shop stage to the first real life store stage, all the way to the did we just hit a million orders stage. Shopify's there to help you grow. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash network, all lowercase. Go to shopify.com slash network now to grow your business. No matter what stage you're in, shopify.com slash network.